Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to die. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Hiya. Welcome to the podcast. Love the graps. It's our wrestling podcast. It's our little podcast um, that we record late at night after we've come home from a wrestling show. And that's just what we've done, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's just what we're doing, the recording bit. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. But we've already come home. It'd be weird if we'd done the podcast and then done this little bit after. Yeah, that's like sometimes professional podcasts do that sort of thing, don't yeah. they? And Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. But he's more of a facilitator than a podcaster. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is one, two, three a.m. Ooh. Yeah. Um, uh, which you know is obviously quite late, which inevitably means that we've just got home from Fight Club Pro. Yeah. In Wolverhampton. Another late finish. Yeah. Um, it was Fight Club Pro's annual Infinity Tournament show. Yeah, the 2017 edition, because that is the year that we are in. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's been that way all year. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't change. Well, it will change soon. Yeah, but then it'll be 2018. Yeah, 2018. That's why I like to say it. Yeah? Yeah. I like to say 2018. Ah. Yeah. I like to say 2018. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I like to, <laughs> I like to be a bit Roman and, and uh, have it 2020 minus two. Yeah. M M. X. X. M M. X X. X X. What's X X? That's twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, it's not twenty twenty, oh, though, is yeah, it next it's year? M M X I I X. No, X V I I I. Is it three? I can't remember my Roman numerals. Yeah. I can't remember them, guys. If you, can, if you can remember your Roman numerals, please get in touch. We're the only thing on this channel at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I really am. Um, <clears throat> thanks for tuning in. Uh, so what we'd like to do when we go to shows we like to talk about them afterwards and we like to do some things that we loved some things that we maybe not so much loved and i think we've got some stuff to talk about tonight yeah um now fight club pro i'll preface this by saying fight club pro have been one of our favorite promotions for the last couple of years yeah yeah um we're season ticket holders we are season ticket renewers. Yeah. Um, so we will be there for, uh, I, I suppose, every Wolverhampton show next year. Well, that's that's if you can be bothered to buy tickets on Christmas Day. Yeah. For the Dream Tag Team Invitational. Yeah. Maybe this. I'm going to do the. Cause we we weren't going to talk about this. Yeah. But preemptive, not my graps, <laughs> is putting tickets on sale for a show on midday on Christmas Day. What's that? Who does that? I know. Could have at least waited till the Queen's speech was on. Yeah, yeah. So we will, we'll, like, or you know, after we've all had something to eat and we're gonna have a nap. Yeah. Like it'll keep you awake, won't it? Knowing that you've got to do that. But midday, it's a bit of a weird time on Christmas Day. I think. Well, it's kind of, it's 
it's that time where nothing really happens because so you've opened a... the presents and it's before Top of the Pops is on. Yeah. Uh, before you have your lunch. It's after Top of the Pops is on. No. Top of the Pops isn't on anymore, mate. It is. Is it on on Christmas Day? Yeah. I don't watch it. Christmas Day, New TV. Year's Day. The only thing I watch is Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I watch. Yeah. Um, Apparently there will be a Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas special this year. All about tax dodging, no yeah, doubt. It was controversial. There wasn't going to be one, and now there is one. Yeah. Thank the Lord. No 2017 wipe, though. No? No. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it gets a bit depressing, doesn't it, when yeah. all you've got to talk about is the most powerful man on the planet's Twitter account. Yeah, and and I haven't even got one anymore, so... So you're not, I mean, you weren't the most powerful man in no. the, on the planet. One no. of, obviously. Yeah, there were times when it felt like it. Yeah, well, that's your ego more than yeah. anything. Okay, so we should, should we talk about wrestling then? Yeah. Um, so, love the graps. Hashtag love the graps. Yeah. Well, let's what? talk about Infinity. Yeah. Okay, so Infinity is one of Fight Club Pro's big shows. Yeah. Um, they They have several big shows throughout the year. Uh, in fact, quite a lot of big shows when you think about it. Uh, International Techers, that's quite a big one. Yeah. Uh, Project Mayhem. Yeah. That's quite a big one. Affinity. Yeah. Big one. And obviously this year they had the inaugural Dream Tag Team Invitational. Yeah. And that will um, continue. So. Which they will be having next year. Yeah. These are their um, pay per views. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Yeah. These are their network specials. Yeah. They, uh, they so it's a tournament. A one-night yeah. tournament. Uh, I think they vary the format pretty much every year, by yeah. all accounts. Last year was two four-ways, and it led to a singles yeah. final. Two elimination four-ways followed yeah. by a singles final. And this year, we had four singles matches followed by a four-way elimination final. So yeah. just, you know... Flipping it. Turn it on its head. Yeah. Trying something new. Yeah. Uh, and um, so, But this year, love the graps, I suppose, we're talking about... Yeah. Infinity Tournament, um, it was a very sort of Fight Club Pro, and particularly the Fight Club Pro School yeah. centric lineup. Yeah, because last year, if you cast your mind back, Mikey Whiplash was in it. Yeah, Joe Coffey was in it. He was. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc yeah. was in it. So there were there was quite a few people who were outsiders, um, who were brought in just for the... Well, not just for the Infinity bit, but... No, but they were booked as they would normally be booked... Yeah. Uh, for, for a Fight um, Club Pro show. Whereas this year, uh, there were two people who weren't really part of the Fight Club Pro setup, insiders. Yeah. But yeah, that's Kaylee Ray and Jordan Devlin, but they've been regulars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, apart from... Other than them, it was pretty much... And and maybe Dan Maloney, like I think, yeah. like he, well, he doesn't fit into kind of the theme of the tournament, otherwise, which was the Fight Club Pro School. Yeah. So you you got the Aussie Open, so Mark Davis and Carl Fletcher in there as singles. Um, they're they're both very active in the Fight Club Pro School. Yep. I think Mark Davis is doing a lot of the training there now. Yep. Uh, and then you had Omari, yeah, and you had Millie McKenzie, yeah. And originally announced for the tournament was Travis Banks, head yeah. head trainer, I suppose, yeah, at the school. 
Uh, so yeah, real sort of flavour of that training school, yeah. sort of being put at the forefront of this tournament. Yeah, and it was nice because I mean that they're obviously in a a bigger place than well physically and you know metaphorically in a bigger place than they were a year ago. Yeah, and some people might take advantage of that by bringing in you know a, a few more stars. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they didn't really do that for this tournament, and mm. I quite like that. No, um, like they, they they've done. A good job this year with a couple of those names in particular, um, Omari and Millie McKenzie, yep. of sort of making them seem like hot shit. <laughs> well, Millie McKenzie's the uh, hottest prospect in British it, Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so Omari picking up a lot of big wins, Millie yeah. McKenzie getting a lot of like special moments, Yeah, more so than high profile wins yeah suplexing a lot of men suplexing a lot of men she did that tonight as well uh um so yeah it it was nice to sort of have that focus yeah because i mean and we i feel like a lot of what we talk about seems to come back to this um but i think we've sort of been critical of progress in the past of like not sort of focusing on their homegrown yeah talent and and reaching out and i mean poach poaching it's not no. quite the night it's not the nicest talent term, spotting but um you know relying on talent that's kind of started to build their reputation elsewhere yeah. um you know fight club are, are very uh, they've been very astute in the way they've sort of brought these this pair along yeah. and i mean and to a lesser extent aussie open who yeah. have kind of you know it's it's kind of a little bit of a twist on that in that they're booked a lot of places, a lot more places than Omari yeah. and Millie McKenzie, but they haven't really had a major focus in yeah. Fight Club Pro. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's good business sense in a way because the school is a big part of Fight Club Pro. Yeah. Um, and it's clear that if you start training at that school, this is where you can go. And I quite like that. It's... Yeah, I think... Although we... we we have lost Johnny T. Yeah, I don't know where Johnny T is. Johnny T, if you're out there, give us a shout. Adam Cage. Yeah. Killian Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, you know, all of these guys. Where are they? Uh, you know, a year ago, they were getting just as many matches as Omari was. Yeah. Omari debuted. He had his, his main Fight Club Pro show debut at last year's Infinity Tournament. Yeah. And now, spoiler, wins the whole thing. Yeah. So it just goes to show what a year can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about one of the matches on tonight's show. Yeah, so like second of the graps then. Yeah. Um, I saw a very, very good match tonight, Chris. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to kind of temper this by saying it was probably the best match on the card by some way. Yeah. Um, but that match was Mark Davis... Uh, aforementioned uh, Australian uh, against Kaylee Ray. Yeah. The uh, Scottish lass. Mm. I think that's Hard, what they call him, isn't it? Hardcore daredevil. Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray. Joe, you know, it's really difficult when, when you write about Kaylee Ray um, to kind of work out. Because sometimes when you write about someone, you'll mention their full name. Yeah. And then you'll just maybe refer to them by their surname after that. Yeah. Is there a surname Ray? Yeah. Is it Lee Ray? 
Like Candice LeRae. Yeah, is it Kaylee uh, Ray? Is is that all? Like three just. I think it's three first names. Yeah. I think she. I think she's one of these women wrestlers that doesn't have a surname. Yeah. In which case, two of those names are men's names. Yeah. Lee and Ray. Yeah, I suppose yeah. so. Perhaps it's you know the opposite of like Big Daddy was called Shirley. Yeah. To toughen him up. Yeah. Um, perhaps Kaylee Ray was called Lee Ray to toughen her down. Yeah. Have you ever heard a song called A Boy Named Sue? Ah, I have. That ends in murder. Does it? Yeah, I think so. He shoots someone, doesn't he? And Kaylee Ray's the killer. KLR. Yeah, killer. Did you know that Relic is killer spelt backwards? Is it? That was a TNA character. Yeah. Did you know Yar Eel Yak is Kaylee Ray spelt backwards? Mm. Did you know that Race Car is Race Car spelt backwards? <sighs> I think Alan's mind has just exploded right. from the so, power of palindromes. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Ray versus Mark Davis. On the face of it, uh, you've got a very, very big man and an average sized woman. Yes. Um, and as we know, women are just smaller men. Yeah. Um, we've, we've said it quite a lot. I mean, um, she, she there was definitely a smaller man than her on the show. There was, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about him in a minute. Um, now, Fight Club Pro uh, have done intergender before. They've never shied away they've from done, it. They've done intergender. They've done intergender. Um, Nixon Yule, yep. first female of Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, she largely fought men. Yeah. Um, and until latterly, they brought in other women for a yeah. fight. Um, but of late, it's generally been the women have fought women. Um, yeah. Other than Millie McKenzie being well, in multi, I think, yeah, multi-man million wrestle house. Kaylee Ray kind of uh, do a matches. few things. Um, but tonight we had uh, two intergender matches uh, with Millie McKenzie versus Omari and Kaylee Ray versus Mark Davis. Um, and they were both done right um, in that... Um, there was a little bit, a uh, very tiny moment in the match where Mark Davis was a bit, uh, oh, should I do my my uh, raw meat pile driver? Yeah. Um, and there was a, occasionally a bit in the Omari Miller McKenzie, which I think perhaps was more um, that they their were mates. Their mates, yeah. yeah. Uh, but largely it was just, we got two, two fighters fighting. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly how it should be. Yeah, and I feel like the... the um... Mark Davis, uh, Kaylee Ray, like the hesitation there was as much to do with him being significantly bigger. Yeah. Um, than like if he was in there with Spud, you might have got yeah, some of the those same, same, the sort, same sort of, of things. Thing. Um, and actually, some of that plays into something that we might talk about a little bit later on. It's sort yeah. of those sort of attitudes with the men facing women um, in Fight Club. Uh, but yeah, just a really good. Fight Club Pro match, yeah, hard hitting, uh, well booked for the the size difference. Yeah, um, some really good false endings. Yeah, um, I really wanted Mark Davis to win. Yeah, but, and and there were times when I thought he wouldn't. I mean, and I would have been perfectly happy if Kaylee yeah, had won but as well. Mark Davis was was my man tonight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but as I say, there were times when I was I was genuinely worried that he wouldn't win and. Yeah. To, to book a match like that, um, to make me suspend my disbelief to that level. Bravo. Well done, team. Well done, lads. 
and lasses. Um, I, I don't I don't see lasses. I just see lads. They're all lads to me. You just see that D in the word lads. Yeah. And not the S in the no. word lass. No. Cool. Um, let's do one more Love the Grap set. Yeah. Um, now, we had this year a lot of trios mm. teams um, in Fight Club Pro. It seems to have been a thing that they've kind of specialised yep. in. Um, mainly, I think, as a um, foil for British Strong Style, a team yep. of Trent, Tyler and Pete them off the telly yeah um now they weren't there tonight because they were too busy doing stuff for the telly or something they're on house shows house shows yeah, yeah. In, in north america yeah touring around um and well let's just take a, a minute to talk about that um and this isn't a love the graps and it's not really a not my graps but um i felt they were missed tonight yeah i, I don't want fight club pro to be all about british strong style um, but they they did leave a big hole tonight. I I don't think it was just them though. Like we were missing Havoc, who has been a big part of Fight Club Pro for the past year. Yeah, your favourite Mark Haskins. Yeah, um, my favourite Mark Haskins. Um, and and a few other faces. I mean, it's worth pointing out that this show was rescheduled. Yeah. from an original date. Um, and there are some other shows on this weekend. Yeah. Uh, or tonight, even um, that that have sort of caused a clash. So yeah, that's kind of and and we, you know, the first point on this was we were talking about how Fight Club Pro focus the lineup was. There's a suggestion if you wanted to be cynical um, that the way that tournament was put together was in part because those were the names that they had available. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you were, if you wanted to be cynical, no, but we're not cynical. No, not in the slightest. No. Um, but back to the trios. So yeah. obviously, British Strong Style weren't there tonight, but we had a trios team um, that had been sort of hinted at previously. Yeah. Um, in another trios match with British, was that with British Strong? It was Style? British Strong Style. Yeah. Um, where Loki who at the time was teaming with Travis Banks and Jeff Cobb, um, had said that he was going to come back with family. Family. Yeah. I'm going to come back with my family. It was deep. (laughs) It was trying to do a deep voice like Loki. But I don't know what the accent was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm going to come back. My name's Loki. I'm going to come back with my family next time. I'm horrified. I'm horrified. (laughs) Um, it's so he, not the size of a dog. <laughs> it's a dog that fights you. <laughs> um, so he said that he was going to come back with his family. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, and his family turned out to be Eddie Kingston and the notorious 187 <laughs> Homicide. Yeah, uh, the Kingston family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, notorious <gasps> 187 Homicide Kingston. Yeah. And Low Kingston. Low Kingston. Low Kingston. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, so they they were announced yep. um, some time ago for this show. And we all thought they're going to be against British Strong Style. Yeah, but then obviously Vince come a-calling yeah. and that means you're busy and unavailable. Yeah. But you take your phone off the hook, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, but yeah, so unavailable were the team of Trent, Tyler and Pete. Yeah. 
So uh, they ended up coming out. Travis did a little challenge, um, and we got a, a CCK, a team of CCK. Yeah. Um, Sans the once again injured kid Lycos, made of balsa wood. Yeah, kid Lycos, but um, with a, a, a substitute um, of Jonathan Gresham, who yeah. is an old school um, CCK member. Yeah. One of the original Calamari Catch Kings teaming with Chris Brooks. Yep. Uh, um, and people that seem to get a good reaction. Yeah. I don't know Gresham that much, that well. No, he's a little fella, isn't he? He's, he's very small. Um, and, you know, smaller still stood next to Chris Brooks. Yeah, it was the it sense was quite of scale. A visual. It's like when you. Um, you, you put a 50p next to something to find out exactly how tall it is. Yeah. Um, it's like he was the size of a 50p yeah. and Chris Brooks was the size of a, a 20 pound note. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so get to get back to the point at hand, yeah. the, the, the trio of Loki homicide and Eddie Kingston did something tonight that, it's kind of lacking, and I think we'll probably maybe we'll yeah. roll into a not my graps after this um, in in Fight Club Pro. It's lacking in Fight Club Pro. Is they they were very much the despicable villains, completely unlikable, yeah, and also kind of terrifying. Yeah, in very threatening. Um, I, there's a ten like so. It's something that we in Brit Rest really lack. I think. Yeah. Is having genuinely unsettling characters, you know, characters that kind of put you on edge and make you feel like there's a bit of danger. Yeah, like in the past, you've uh, there. There's if there was one person I was going to point at um, in in the UK that has been able to sort of do this and kind of keep it consistent, it's Paul Robinson. Yeah, like he's one of the very few people that you you sort of look at and you're like. That's a nasty human being. Yeah, Havoc was good at it. For Havoc a while. was good at it. Yeah. Um, but you know that that it's that problem with popularity overcoming yeah. everything. Um, I'm trying to think who else you would you would throw in there. Yeah, there's not um, a lot. There's not a lot, and it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to pull off because you've got to be consistent. Although they were at the merch desk afterwards. Yeah. Um, chatting and and and, yeah. and selling t-shirts. Um, but you need to feel, I feel like if you've got villains out there, you need to feel like they hate you. Yeah. And do you know the thing I, I really liked about it is it's three completely different types yeah. of villain. You had Eddie Kingston, who's the mouthy one. Fat genie Eddie Kingston. <laughs> he did. He, um, he wanted to fight you, didn't he? He did, because I pointed out that his trousers look shit. Yeah. He's got his, like, panto flares on. Yeah. And um, he, he offered to take you outside. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was that was he said, something. He said, "What what would happen if I met you outside?" I was like, "You probably beat me up." <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you've got Homicide, who's just a bit mental. Yeah. Um, there's just a genuine unsettlingness about Homicide. Yeah. Um, and no, in fact, you mean the notorious one eight seven yeah. Homicide? And in fact, um, we did seek his opinion on yeah. Eddie Kingston's yeah. trousers and and he he signified that uh, he he's got a screw that, loose yeah that Eddie Kingston's got a screw loose so yeah. for wearing those and yeah. that's coming from him and then you've got Loki who is always calm yeah always polite always well spoken but there's a threat to him yeah um and we saw there was a bit 
in on the the show tonight where Dan Maloney faced up against these two really annoying fellas in the crowd yeah. who just wouldn't back down to him. And we've talked about it before on this podcast. As a wrestler, if it gets to that point, there's not a lot you can do short of physically assaulting these people. Yeah. Um, and therefore, the onus is then on the fan to kind of back down and, and save the show. Yeah. Um, Loki has something about him that if you say something to him, he can just look at you and you do kind of wither and cower. Yeah. Um, as our good friend Warren Owen <laughs> found yeah, out yeah. tonight. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're just, uh, we're really lacking that. And and th- you, you mentioned Dan Maloney and like he is a good heel, but you, you, you're more thinking, oh, I wish he would just shut up. Yeah. Like he's annoying me. Oh, this is an annoying man. Yeah, there's no threat there, right. and these three men really carried a threat, and yeah, love that. Yeah, give us more threat. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, it's hard to sort of look around the UK and like try and pick out people that you would go, oh, if they just tweaked a few things, they could mm. be this because it's not easy. Like that. That feels like almost it, I, I think it's a cop out to to and this is something that like having listened to Mike Quackenbush's podcast which I would yeah. recommend um he sort of says it's like people always say that wrestlers that your wrestling character is you amplified up to 10 yeah and it's like it doesn't need to be no because those guys, as I say, were out there selling T-shirts and shaking hands and everything afterwards. Yeah. Like, you don't need to be an awful human to portray an awful human. No. Um, you just got to have a bit something about you that, you know... That I mean, and Havoc used to be really good at this. Yeah. Like, if you went to... Um, I remember, you know, during the heyday of Havoc's reign of terror in progress, if you went across the road to the world's end after a show, he would be in there drinking. But if you went up and tried to talk to him, he wouldn't be happy about it. No. Like, he, he followed through. Um, and, and you know, maybe we'll see that. Maybe that'll be a thing in progress now with Havoc and, and Haskins having having become villainous. Maybe we'll see that they, yeah, they it, kind of it go would in be that nice. direction. Well, let's let's switch into the not my guts, okay, and and make this this general point that Fight Club Pro is very short on heels at the moment. Yeah, um, we've got Pete Dunn who wasn't there tonight and who is treated as a babyface a lot of the time. Yes, uh, although yeah. he does work hard to to get himself over as a heel on occasion yeah when the situation um, suits you've got Dan Maloney who we'll talk about in a moment uh you've got Jordan Devlin and that was it tonight yeah um and and Brooks as well yeah Bro- but it, Brooks was was babyface tonight wasn't he cuz he was defending the honor of of Fight Club Pro but and that's that's kind of the problem isn't it that like and it's it's a problem with Brit rest kind of in that post WWE UK yeah. um, landscape is that people are good guys and bad guys when the situation suits. Yeah. Um, there's no, like, there, there should be a logic editor backstage at Fight Club Pro that says, 
Chris Brooks would never team with Travis Banks. Yeah. Doesn't work. Yeah. But but there you go. There they are out there yeah. today. But uh, the, the, as you as you so rightly say, like the wider point is that they just haven't got the depth of of villains in no. there. Because even when you do have people like 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 people coming in to yeah. Fight Club Pro, um, you have your Joe Coffees, you have your Haskins, Havoc. Like these are kind of like the semi regular guys, and they're just they're all kind of just goodish yeah like they're they're you know they they can be mean when the situation allows or um they're they're jokey comedy guys when when it calls for it as well um but they're never a you know a terrifying threat no and it and it affected some of the matches tonight i mean the uh the kaylee ray mark davis match that was that was two baby faces but that was fine yeah because they had something to play off there um, Millie McKenzie against Omari. Uh, they're both underdogs. They're both you know, beloved baby faces, and it was it kind of it killed the match a little bit until it heated up towards the end. Well, because also you know you're trying to build Omari towards this big win, but Millie McKenzie is always going to be the bigger underdog. Yeah, when you're up against somebody who's six foot four. Yeah, like. So there were times, not that people were, not that it was loud or anything, but there were times when people were booing Omari. Yeah, and you never that want match that. went along. Um, and then you had like Drew Parker against Clint Margera. Brilliant that Drew Parker was used. We've mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, and they had that nice moment at the yeah. end of the match. Where... But that in itself is is a, a, a problem. Um, yeah. You had Drew Parker against uh, Clint Margera and uh, they had a hardcore match, uh, um, which... It may may have been a bit too soon to do a hardcore match after Project Mayhem um, because everything's going to feel a bit weak uh, yeah. for a little bit. Um, but again, afterwards, as you say, they had a nice moment where Clint said, um, you know, the night after they had the, the massive death match, um, Clint and Jimmy got the standing ovation, but Ricky Shane Page and Drew Parker weren't there. Yeah. So they didn't get it. So he wanted uh, Drew Parker to get his kind of ovation and that's lovely but that is a thing that fight club pro do a lot yeah and it's at the end of the match um it's like well let's let's have a round of applause for the gallant loser yeah yeah i mean Uh, in that particular situation i thought it was warranted yeah um it was a brief match it kind of inconsequential really in the grand scheme of things yeah Uh, probably notable own like mainly for um for clint getting the loss like yeah, you know, he he doesn't lose loads in Fight Club, um, and not as quickly as that. No, um, but then you know, as you say, like having that nice moment as a sort of, um, you know, companion to the moments that 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 Jimmy and Clint managed to yeah. have. But yeah, there was a lot of like Kyle Fletcher lost the first match and. We all gave him a round of applause. Like he stayed in the ring longer than the winner did. Yeah. So that we gave him a round of applause. Same with Kaylee Ray. Um, same with Millie McKenzie. Yeah. Like it was a lot of like. I, it's a weird trend. Like when I've been watching wrestling for years and years and years, the loser would disappear into the background. Yeah. You know, if you watch WWE. The loser isn't the last one yeah. to lose, and it's and it's only very special occasions yeah. that you will get the 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 loser in. Yeah, to, you know. 
So, yeah, more heels. Yeah. I don't know. I think the, the table is set for potential shocking you know heel turns yeah like that's all that you know there's always that always is a it's a quick nice shortcut to drama yeah um so done well it can be a real great tool to to get people interested yeah. you know i mean attack have just done it with drew parker haven't they yeah um so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out you know it's got us a lot more interested in the characters of drew parker and elijah yeah than than we were um so I mean I I was primed for an Omari heel turn tonight um but it didn't happen and <sighs> and it would have been it kind of would have been out of nowhere um but like I I kind of like the idea of Omari suddenly being super cocky and like maybe yeah, he will be now yeah of course I want it yeah maybe he'll get uh, a young boy to carry his trophy around yeah Johnny T yeah <laughs> Well, he's got the muscles for it. Yeah, he's yeah. not orange and he's not a vampire, is he? No. But, um, <laughs> but they, they, they do they do come that size now. Yeah, <clears throat> those young boys. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, another not my graps. Yeah. Well, let's talk about we we mentioned one of the heels that they've got. Yeah. Uh, um, every time we talk about Fight Club Pro, this kind of comes up. It does feel like an elephant in the room. Yeah. Um, and it's Dan Maloney. Um, And it's not just Dan Maloney. You know, we're not getting on your back, Dan. No. Because we know you've seen terrible things. (laughs) Um, But it's the whole whole segment that he was in tonight. Yeah. Um, So they they came back from... Oh, no, it was before Interval, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, oh, it's nearly Christmas. Let's have... um, uh, Somebody wants to come out and wish everybody... An early Christmas. Yeah. So inevitably this meant that Fight Club Pro mascot Martina <laughs> Session Moth came out um, with uh, somebody in a gimp costume with reindeer antlers on. Yeah, the loosest fitting gimp costume I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that was Jack Sexsmith under, yeah. the, under the gimp costume. But he had his Ugg boots on, didn't he? Yeah, so um, it was telegraphed. Yeah. Um, and they did a bit of comedy, didn't they? Yeah. Um, only for Dan Maloney to come out and beat the shit out of the pair of them. Yeah. Which is which? Yay! Yeah. Great. Fantastic. That's kind of what Dan Maloney should do, but also it's kind of what he's been doing for the longest time now. Yeah. Um, and he was like, "I was supposed to be facing." Travis. But, well, we think that's yeah, we, what he said. I think because they, they were having um, mic problems all night. I, I don't know if it was a problem with the mic or if it just wasn't turned up loud enough, uh, or if there just wasn't enough bass on it. Um, but it was really difficult to hear what people were saying, um, and that was without the people doing that. Oh, right, here the heels trying to say something. Let's boo. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I don't have a major problem with, but you I need do. to have volume on the microphone for the heel to be like okay now's the time when i go on and talk yeah and the crowd will react to it and they will kind of let somebody talk when it gets yeah organically to that point but it was sort of a a, a, a vicious cycle of the crowd wanting to boo so loud that they can't hear and the microphone not allowing the wrestler yeah. to get loud enough to talk over them um 
So yeah, so he's so, like, I suppose yeah. Well, we face... didn't actually we didn't actually clarify that. So Trav came out at the beginning right, of the yeah. show and was I'm pulling myself out of the tournament because I'm going to face Loki and his friends tonight, and that's yeah. how we ended up with the CCK team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Maloney was out there. He was saying, "Oh, I was supposed to be facing Travis Banks. Now he's not there, yeah. so nobody wants to face me. I'm too scary." Um, and 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 then. Um, WWE's Kane's music hit. Um, that's gotta be Kane. Yeah. That was that's the one, you know. Yeah. Him, Kane, Skane, as I like to call him sometimes. Really? Yeah. Why do you call him Skane? Uh, just like because I, I think I heard one time where the commentator was like, "That's Skane. Uh, <laughs> it's Skane." I I always think he looks like he smells. Kane. He's one of those wrestlers who looks like they smell. You reckon? Yeah, I bet he smells really bad. Mm. Mick Foley, I bet he smells really well, bad yeah, as well. Yeah, obviously Mick Foley, and, he, he um, looks like X-Pac. a sack of crap. Expat, I bet he smells. Well, I bet he stinks. He tore, tore his anus, didn't he? <laughs> God knows what happened then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was WWE Attitude Era, like late Attitude Era, where they were doing the, the sort of new one. metal yeah. versions of all their theme tunes. Um, and uh, Shea Purser came out. Now, Shay had refed earlier. In yeah. the night, so I figured we'd put all this to bed. Yeah, but no, he, and he just came out just just wearing a cane mask. Yeah, I mean, there was no effort spared, like or done. <laughs> no effort applied at no. all. Um, you know, when he's done the Brock Lesnar thing, he's kind of uh, started growing a beard and yeah. <laughs> and drawn some tattoos on. And and when you're doing the Austin thing, like that, just stomp into the ring yeah. is enough. But if you're just coming out. With your ref clothes on and a, and a and a cheap cane mask, <laughs> it looks weird. Um, and so he came out, tried to choke slam Dan Maloney, um, and ended up getting murdered as well. Yeah, and and then Dan Maloney was like, "Well, you know, no one else wants to face me." And then uh, Pete Dunne's conscience appeared. Uh, M K McKinnon came out of the crowd. Yeah, uh, yeah, got in the ring. Uh, Dan Maloney apparently didn't notice this at all. Um, then failed to notice Joel Allen calling for the bell to be rung. And then NK McKinnon uh, attacked Dan Maloney and, and submitted Choked him. him out, yeah. Um, so the, the the issue, there's... There's a couple of issues here. Yeah. let's. The, well, the first issue is the Dan Maloney issue. I, I think that the major issue with Dan is that this should be over now. Yeah, like he he shouldn't be still feuding with Martina and Co. Yeah, like he should be moved on. If he's in the Infinity Tournament, that's like I'm serious. I'm go- I'm going for the yeah. title, not I'm going to get distracted and come and start something with Martina. Yeah, like it's that his thing. He just doesn't like Martina. Yeah, like it. It feels like. 2017 has been a great year for some people. Pete Dunne, um, you know, for Fight Club Pro people. Pete Dunne, Omari, uh, Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, Chris Brooks, all had great 2017s. Yeah. 2017 has more or less been a waste of time for Dan Maloney. And I don't like that. Because no. he's, he's good at what he does. I just want him to be doing it. Well, like we say, he's he's one of the sort of most convincing heels in mm. Fight Club Pro. 
but he's made to look like a clown all the time because he's been basically wrestling comedy people for the best part of the past year in Fight Club Pro. And every time it looks like we've moved past it, they've found another song for Shay to come out to. And now, so it was, was it a year ago? It was the very beginning of this year. February. um, When, um, yeah, because it was the first Fight Club Pro um podcast that we did yeah um where i kind of decried it was the first appearance of um maybe not the first appearance of the session moth but it was the first sort of in ring yeah. like comedy thing with the session moth and i i was very down on the whole um damien dunn as the undertaker thing and Session Moth was out there reviving him with a can of beer instead yeah. of the urn. Um, and over the year, I've I've come to enjoy a lot. I, I like Session Moth. Yeah, We've yeah. spoken about this before on the podcast yep. as well. Um, I've really enjoyed a lot of what I've seen from Martina this year. Um, we but, love her at Eve. Because yeah. at, at Eve, she does her shtick, but she's also a wrestler. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that might be the issue here. Yeah. It it the question is what is she to Fight Club Pro? Yeah. Because she's not a wrestler. She no. doesn't really wrestle. She's done a couple of comedy bits, but she's not a wrestler and Fight Club Pro is a company built on wrestling. Mhm. Um and if she's in there to be damsel in distress, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. No, it's it's something our friend John pointed out. Yeah. Um, that Martina is is basically the victim. Yeah. All the time. Um, her job is to go out there and get beaten up by Dan Maloney. Yeah. Uh, and occasionally a man will come to her rescue. Yeah. Sometimes it might be Shay. Sometimes it's Jack Sexsmith. Yeah. Um, and usually they get like beaten up as well. Yeah. So it's this perennial cycle of Martina being a victim and. And never really winning. Um, and yet next month we come back for more. Yeah, yeah. And when you, when you see how well Kaylee Ray and Millie McKenzie were portrayed as, as fighters who happen to be women, mm. it just seems a bit weird that you've got a woman playing such a, a reductive role. Yeah. Um, she's not even getting a win by, um, by, by cheating. Um, you know, to level the playing field. Yeah. She's not uh, outsmarting Dan Maloney by bringing in someone bigger than him uh, to 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 beat him up. It, yeah, I just... it's like she could even if they want, if they, you know, it, it might even be just a case of they like having her around. Yeah, you know, she, and she is good when she's doing like the comedy stuff. Yeah, but you know, maybe it's a case that she should be a manager. Yeah, and and not always. Dan Maloney just comes out and beats her up. Like she she's not involved physically all the time. Yeah, if you, if she's never going to be presented as competitive, and she's not going to be presented in such a way that yeah she can get one over on somebody through one means or another. Yeah, then yeah she's you're right. She's just a tool to make Dan Maloney look bad. Um, bad or good however however you want to look at it um and i'm not sure i'm okay with that i I think 
not I mean we, it's a constant battle that I'm going through in my yeah. brain every minute of every day of you know how woke do I want to be on this <laughs> because I, TV and film has come in for a lot of criticism over the past few years um well, very much sort of in in the last year, and with a lot of stuff that's going on in in the media now, but with the sort of portrayal of women, and you know, you, you can that there are there are films out there where a woman will get murdered, and that is the key plot device that then drives all the male characters forward, yeah. and. It's it's somewhat problematic yeah. to just use women as foils for men's drama, and and it feels a little bit like you're on the verge of that here. That yeah. and as I say, I mean maybe too woke to be well, woke. and also perhaps we're giving it far more thought than anybody else's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But there's definitely something underlying there. Um, and it, 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 you know, maybe have a think, have a think, have a think about have it, have a think. Yeah. Um. So we'd like to do things in threes. Um. And the third kind of not my guts is 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 a bit woolly. Yeah. Um, the, just a general feeling. Yeah. That the show felt a little bit raggedy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, like. There was one really good match on this card. Yeah. By which I mean everything else kind of was fine. Fine or maybe a little less than fine in parts. Um, And we don't like to sort of single things out or... Well, I mean, obviously we do. That's kind of what we do. (laughs) But, um, you know, I don't really like saying this was a bad match. This Because there was nothing bad per se but th- there were things where it's like are these people ready to be having this exact match um i yeah. mean I'll, i will i'll i'll, I'll point a, a little bit of that out but the millie mckenzie against omari in the first round for the infinity now the ending of that match really got everybody going yeah it was great a lot of fun um everybody was into it but early on they seem to be doing a lot it it felt it felt like rehearsed up to a point yeah um it felt like there was no sort of there, it wasn't instinct that was driving them it was kind of making sure that we'd get this stuff done yeah um and maybe those two people aren't ready to be having those high profile matches like that like just yet yeah perhaps you, you know they they both still need a kind of a senior hand. Yeah. Um which, you know, I don't I don't think that's unreasonable no, at this point in their career. No. Um you know, Millie's seventeen years old. Yeah. Like it's not unreasonable to suggest that she be in there with somebody with more experience than her. But yeah, it it just seemed the the show that it didn't flow no. in the way that Fight Club Pro shows usually flow really well. Um, is that one of their strong points? Their shows flowing well. I think they do. They kind of bleed. You know, the sections bleed into each other. I don't quite know. Well. It's more Fight Club Pro. I don't. I don't know whether I agree with that. I think Fight Club Pro mm. is more a collection of matches. 
in a lot of ways. I mean, they have started doing, as as you dubbed it earlier, Friday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, with a, lo- a long speaking segment at the beginning that yeah, leads you know. into a match later on. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I still think it's just a collection of matches. And, and that stands on its own in the Fight Club Pro style. Um, I think it's more... Like, like things like... Uh, so there were two surprises on the show tonight. Yeah. Um, one being Jonathan Gresham, who we mentioned earlier. Tiny fella. Yeah. And the other being MK McKinnon, who we also mentioned. Um, now, just a little bit of a sort of refresher, because I think you need a refresher on these. Uh, not yeah. even a refresher, a primer. Something to tell you um, the importance of these people. So... Jonathan Gresham was the like Chris Brooks' first partner as Calamari Catch Kings. Yeah, and he was on a lot of Fight Club Pro shows. Yeah, back he in was the day. on a lot of Fight Club Pro shows back in the day. And there, there's recently been some call for a reunion of sorts. Yeah, um, on Twitter. Oh, right. If you go on Twitter, sometimes on Twitter. people mention Jonathan yeah. Gresham, um, and clearly, you know, Brooks is fond of him. He's friends with yeah. him. Um, so it's nice to see them have that reunion. Yeah. MK McKinnon um, was a former Fight Club Pro champion. Yeah. The Fight Club Pro original he was billed as tonight. Yeah. And he hasn't been. He hasn't wrestled um, in Fight Club Pro in got nearly two years. Um, I think it was May last year. Yeah. So the first show we went to. He was he was the champion and he relinquished the title because um, I, I believe he had a heart condition. Yeah. So he was like quitting wrestling because he had a heart condition. Now, clearly that's been cleared up to the point that he's decided he could return to the ring. And yeah. there have been a couple of occasions over the past year where he's come out um, to surprise Pete Dunne and stop him from being dastardly. Act as Pete Dunne's conscience. Yeah, he, he is a figment of Pete Dunne's imagination. Yeah. Um, and um, somebody did suggest, Emma um, did suggest that maybe uh, it was all a dream tonight. Yeah. Um, that uh, Pete Pete Dunne had fallen asleep yeah. in America and um, that that allowed MK McKinnon to... Uh, to enter the to real enter world. To the real world, yeah. Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. I mean, I, I can't say that that's not, no. not true. Um but yeah, so MK McKinnon made his return tonight, um, entering himself into the Infinity Tournament to choke yeah. out Dan Maloney and making his way to the final. Strong style enthusiast, Milton That's... Keynes McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the problem with both of these people is, I don't think that 90% of that audience has much of a clue of no. their who they are, or at least what they mean to Fight Club Pro. Yeah, they're, they're names from the Planet days Yeah, when Fight Club Pro were getting about 100 people. Yeah. Um, and not all of those people are still coming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you've got, you know, maybe 50, 60 people who definitely knew the importance of these people. Yeah. And then you've got a few other people kind of, oh, okay, yeah, I can... I'll go along yeah, with I'll it because it, it seems like everybody else is excited. Yeah. Um I just uh, there, there's just something about that sort of assumption. Mm. You, you're making an assumption of the crowd. Um, it's like 
wheeling out a old WWE legend and expecting the eight year olds in the crowd to know who that is. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know whether. I mean, it. I guess it worked tonight to some extent. Yeah. Um, I think people but, got it enough. But yeah, I, I feel like that kind of just adds to the overall sort of disjointed nature yeah. of the whole thing. But let's not be down on it. Um, it no, was, we... it was. Uh, I think it suffered in uh, two particular comparisons. That Fight Club Pro have had a strong year. Yep. Um, I don't think, perhaps not as strong as last year, but still a very, very strong year. And particularly last year's Infinity was amazing. Yeah. Um, and so this year's Infinity um, couldn't live up to it. No, I feel like they tried to recreate it. I yeah, think that that's but, what that felt like. But it didn't. It no. didn't work in in the same way. Yeah. Um, but if you were to look at this show in isolation, it's it's a, a decent enough show. Yeah. You know, it's been a long year. I'm tired, Chris. I am. I am. Yeah, I feel like I want December to be full of blow-away wrestling shows. Yeah. And and I feel like tonight wasn't the strongest first no. f- step in that direction. I mean, we're not going to loads this month. No. Um, we're winding down. We are winding down. We have got an attack time. show. We've got an attack show and progress show. Yeah. Before we the might slip out. another one in. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. We'll see how yeah. we feel. But yeah, that's Fight Club Pro. I mean, congratulations to Omari. Yes. Um, I hope your mum enjoys dusting that giant trophy. It's gonna. It's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna take up a lot of space. It was too big. It was too big. I was just um, about to share the, the yeah, 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 joke yeah, yeah, with you about it, but yeah. people won't get that. It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> just imagine a stupid joke. That's that. <laughs> I'll t- tell you something though, on the way home, yeah. uh, we did a great routine about Loki and uh, the um, EU. EU banana <laughs> regulations. That's wasted. Yeah. Only John heard that. If you're interested, drop us a message yeah. and we can, um, we can. Well, I'll spell it out for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that, that was Fight Club Pro. Um, we, we haven't got a show next weekend. No, I we're, mean we're not going to a show. No, but we will have something up on the internet for you. Obviously, yeah. we missed last week um, due to other things in life happening. Yeah, you know we we don't get paid to do this, uh, so you know suck it. All right, yeah. I, I feel like I say suck it to our listeners <laughs> more often than I should. I think that's probably the third time I've said it on the podcast. Right. Also, this was our fiftieth show this year. Yeah, yeah, we went to we've been to fifty shows this year. Yeah, Chris didn't make fifty last year. No, that's your fault. I still blame you for. I did fifty-one. Yeah, so together you screwed me over. You screwed me over by telling me the wrong number. No, you need to manage your own diary. And I did this year. Yeah, and I still actually think I'm ahead of you. I don't think you've made it to fifty. What? Yeah, I'm sure that I was one ahead of you. I've got a list, mate. Yeah, so have I. Yeah. Yeah, we'll compare yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get your list out? Yeah. So I bet my list is bigger than your list. <laughs> I bet, yeah, my list is exactly the same as your list. Oh. <laughs> With minor differences. <laughs> Did you th- do the EU regulate the bending on <laughs> this? Um, so, yeah, but we, we're go- we've got some things in the pipeline before the end of the year. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, Mistletoe. 
um, night two of Attacks Missile Tour. Yeah. We are running the Secret Santa. Yeah. Um, we announced that a few weeks ago on the podcast, but nobody seemed to mention it. So <laughs> uh, now they've put the tickets on sale, um, we will start talking about that more regularly on the internet. And uh, so join in with that if you're coming along. Yeah. Um, five to ten pounds, wrap it up, bring it along. It's not difficult. And then you'll get a gift of your own to yeah. take home. Or yeah, put if you, in the bin on the way out. Yeah, if you're not coming along, perhaps play your own version of it by uh, wrapping up a parcel, putting mm. it in a bin, and then ringing the authorities and tell them you've put this parcel in the bin, and then they'll they'll tell you where there's another one. Yeah, I think that's the way it works. That's the way it works. Yeah, isn't it? I found this unidentified <laughs> yeah. object in the bin. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I put it there. Yeah, especially this time of year, they love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they do love, love it. it. So we are doing that. Um, we're gonna. We, we, we're thinking of doing something else. maybe we'll get this out um, some more solid information well, um, well next weekend I, I, I'm, I'm calling a meeting yeah and we're not only going to plan what we're doing next year yeah uh, at least the first bit but we'll also thrash out the details yeah. behind this woolly plan that I came up with yeah uh, I'm going to tell you now yesterday um, do the there basics. won't be any podcasts on our standard podcast feed over Christmas weekend. No. So, you know, the weekend of the 23rd and 24th. What we will be doing is some special podcasts that will be available by donation, um, uh, which we'll set up um, somehow on the internet. I'm still (laughs) working out the logistics. Um, We're hoping to get a guest or two maybe on these podcasts. Um, at the moment we're planning, we've got three podcasts planned, um, and through a donation, you'll get all three. And the donation doesn't go to us. No, it will go to a charity. Yeah. Um, uh, it's going to be, uh, do you want to say the charity that we're, well, cause the, the charity that I want to give it to, there's a, a local charity in Northampton, uh, that is a women's refuge yep. uh, called Eve. Yeah. Um, because Christmas is a time when there's lots of tensions around households and there unfortunately is a lot of domestic abuse. Yeah. Uh, and some women um, need help yeah. when they're seeking to leave their situations. Um, so I'd like to give some money to that. So the idea would be that we will set a price. Yeah. Um, if you make a donation, then we will give you a link to these podcasts. Yeah. That simple. Yeah. I'm going to see if there's anything else I can throw in there yeah. as well. Um, as a freebie uh it will be digital it'll all be digital yeah um so digital watch yeah we'll we'll get some more details about that out soon yeah um obviously this is kind of all speculative it's not speculative we are going to do it yeah Um, but we haven't got all the, the the logistics worked out also if you are listening to this um you know right now or on saturday or on sunday there's still time to um buy one of our t-shirts yeah um, I mean, we're we're whilst the money for this isn't going to charity, we are making like zero money on yeah. this. Um, so we're selling them super cheap. Um, they are styled after the TV show. Uh, what's it called? Stranger Things. S- Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Um, so go and buy one of those. They're super cheap. Um, or else you'll feel like you've missed out. Yeah. 
Anything else? No, that's it. That's I've covered admin. quite a lot. There was quite a lot admin. of admin. We, yeah. We've acquired quite the amount of admin. Yeah. So um, go and join in on the Facebook group. It's been quite fun on there in the yeah. last couple of weeks. We might do some awards as well. Yep. Um, and follow us on Twitter at Love the Graps. Um, got some nice reviews on iTunes. So go and do Sweet. some of that. Um, I think we we had like seven different reviews. Ooh. That's quite good, isn't it? I've only read your one. So. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I haven't reviewed my own podcast. Uh, so yeah, um, do that. Go and review. Follow us. Chat with us on Facebook. That's about it. It is now 222. 222. We went from 123 to 222. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. Go to bed. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the hills every class, where the seasons are time. All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. Up the world every Discovery's on the beach